0: We would like to say a special thank you to Lisa and Tim Rave for sponsoring this week's episode.
1: You know, to to use the tax code Mm -hmm. (laughs) to prove his word to be true is an interesting little thing there, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, mason van essen it's christmas eve and we're thrusted into the ever familiar christmas story in the gospel of luke all of the world should be registered mary's firstborn son wrapped in bands of cloth laid in a manger no room in the inn shepherds living in the fields when an angel appeared dr chris krogan explains to adam Curry and me why it's so important to hear this text every year why God uses everyday non-religious people to accomplish His will, and the emphasis on the words, to you, when the angel says, to you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Let's get to it. Here's Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered, And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have Dr. Chris Krogan here for Christmas Eve. Thanks for being here, Dr.
1: Krogan. My pleasure. It's going to be broadcast before Christmas Eve, but Merry
2: Christmas anyway, right? Nor is it Christmas Eve now. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was a deceitful thing I said. I'm sure someone will listen on Christmas Eve and in that sense. It's Christmas Eve. There we go. It's Christmas everywhere somewhere, sometime, right? It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, it's Christmas everywhere. Well, we are in uh, the gospel of Luke. We've been jumping around. We've been in uh, Matthew. We'll be Mm -hmm. in John uh, tomorrow on Christmas day. uh, And now we're in Luke Mm -hmm. uh, and we're hearing uh, the familiar uh, Christmas story. Yep. And uh, the first thing we hear is uh, in those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world uh, should be uh, registered.
1: Yep. So, the first thing I want to point out is, interestingly enough, in our English translations in the NRSV, as well as the NIV and even the ESV, um, they leave out an interesting phrase that I think should be put back in there. And this is a Greek word, agento, um, which means it came to pass. And so, the King James Version actually has it there. So, it's a very important part, the King James Version. So, if you've ever heard, like, the service of Nine Lessons and Carols in England they're reading the King James Version because they're in England, and you'll hear um, it came to pass in those days. And so, you probably have heard it said it came to pass at some point Mm -hmm. in your life. For some reason, Mm -hmm. these translations leave it out. The reason I bring it up is because it's saying what we've always been telling you. The Old Testament says, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. It came to pass Mm -hmm. is the transition of here he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so it's a really yeah, important. It's, look, the fulfillment of the, you know, so to leave it out, it's kind of like, no, it came to pass. Look, what God promised happened. Yeah, yeah. And so so then that's why I want to just kind of point it out. Of, it's an interesting word to leave out in the English translation. It almost
2: ass- it assumes you kind of might know um, the promise beforehand or it came to pass. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it is basically saying, which is what's really important here in the rest of this text is so many prophetic things with, with um, Bethlehem and David and all this kind of stuff that we'll we'll talk about as we go on. But so in those days, you know, and so that's an also an important part is this is real time. And so um, what Luke is saying is, you know, in the specific Real world time in those days. It's not a fantasy. It's not something made up. There's something really happened then. And then the decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. So this is another thing that um, a lot of us, when we think about God's activity in the world, we don't think of God always working through people that are outside the religious realm. Because we always imagine that if God's going to work, he's going to work through the religious people. Mm -hmm. Actually, throughout the whole narrative of the Bible, God is using non religious people, that is to say, yeah. non faithful. Yeah. And I'm not talking about he, he makes somebody faithful. He actually uses just secular unbelievers mm-hmm. to get his will accomplished. And so to so um, this is, you know, to, to use the tax code Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to prove his word to be true is an interesting
2: little thing there, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, so, I mean, you know, so taxes are good, I suppose. Maybe, I don't know. Are they holy? I mean, (laughs) we'll we'll see how that goes. Anyway. So, but then uh, it's very important, though, is that God uses ordinary means to do extraordinary things. And so this is part of registration taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, all went to their own towns to be registered. So he's using the worldly means to get his prophecy fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a fascinating thing.
3: So then it continues. Um, In verse three, it says all went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of, of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem. Yep. So this is where we kind of get a little bit of the um, location history. Yeah,
1: exactly. Of and which
3: we already know. Right. You know Bethlehem quite well.
1: Bethlehem, you've all heard about it. This is mm-hmm. the city of David. Why is the city of David met matter? Because this is a prophecy mm-hmm. that was... Out of the stump of Jesse, Jesse is David's father, Mm -hmm. out of the stump of Jesse, the Messiah, Christ, will come. Mm -hmm. And so it's out of this family tree because Joseph is part of this family tree. So here's God's word again. He did not lie. He said it's going to happen. Everybody's looking around. They're like, how is this going to happen? Well, it happened to be out of the stump of Jesse that is out of Joseph's family line comes this. So they do it in Bethlehem
0: and it all was because of a secular emperor augustus yeah
1: i mean it's just Woo-woo. and so so w- which is important for us in this day and time is we have what we call culture clashes right and people are really worried about what's going to happen to the church how 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 are we mm-hmm. going to exist as a religious people is there going to be a, a space for us or the world is attacking our our understanding and the way that we work in the faith actually god is if When we truly understand that God does not let his word come back empty, Mm -hmm. he does what he promises, and he's given us promises that he is going to deal with us and work through us and get the world saved through our proclamation, Mm -hmm. it actually gives us some flexibility and freedom to say, well, God, this is an interesting thing. You used somebody like Augustus Quirinius to get your word accomplished. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with these other governments and people Mm -hmm. that are non-believers or people that are secular or people that call themselves atheists. Mm-hmm. He uses them still. So it's it's actually a way to sit there and say, well, this is an interesting thing that God does is he doesn't take the church and make all of his things come true. He actually takes people outside of the church mm-hmm. and makes his thing come true as well.
2: Nor, nor does the church, um, especially in America nor does the church need the government to make a space for its preaching. Right. The, the preaching will make a space for itself. Exactly. Uh, even if there was no freedom of, of religion, right. the church doesn't need it, No. It's God's word, which is creating its own authority. So you don't even need that. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just th- make th- a space for it as right. if God would just say, well, n- now I can work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God needs our help to get, <laughs> that, get this accomplished. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. No, actually, he's working in ways that, which is, again, a great comfort for us, which is what we're going to talk about as we go through this is that um, God made a promise, and so as um, time had passed, God's promise comes true. He made a promise to you and I; He's not going to turn back on that promise, mm-hmm. and so this is why this text is so important: is He's going to do what He promised to do, and so we just that—that's part of the joy to the world here.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, he went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a band of cloths cloth, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him, for them in the end. And so yeah. and we have finally the...
1: Yep. The birth of Christ. Yep. And so, you know, oh little town of Bethlehem, people are going to be singing it this night and mm-hmm. um, joy to the world and uh, mm-hmm. silently, silently, or silent night, all these little soft, <laughs> you know, Jesus in a manger and stuff. Just stop and think about it for a second. Mary, nine months pregnant, mm-hmm. perhaps if she's lucky, she's riding a colt or a donkey from Galilee, Nazareth to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I've had my wife be nine months pregnant. <laughs> that, a car ride was bad enough. I can't imagine by foot or by that. This is a trial. This yeah. is not, oh, how sweet, yep. how wonderful. This is actually Jesus coming into the world through the trials of other people. That mm-hmm. is through their struggles. Yeah. And so this is, this is actually Mary going through a struggle to birth Jesus and bring him into the world, which is why, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth. So this is, we say swaddling clothes. We think, oh, this must be cozy. No, they got scraps here, people. Yeah. yeah. This is literally...
3: For a newborn baby.
1: For a newborn baby. This is not what anybody was wanting, hoping, expecting, which is part of why Mary, at the end, is gonna treasure some of this stuff in her heart, because can you imagine after having gone through labor Mm -hmm. and having nothing for this child to, you know. Even wear. Even wear. yeah. And you're not, you weren't wanting this, this isn't what you had planned, you know. Yet, she finds out by the shepherds, Mm -hmm. this is the salvation. She had to be, in some respects, as we'll talk about later, preached to again. Which is, by the way, why we need to say this story, the exact same story, every year at Christmas. We have to hear every year the same story. He came into our trials, through our trials, to Mm -hmm. experience our trials. He wasn't here just to kind of be abstract and, oh, you know, everything's going to be okay now that Jesus showed up. No, this is him walking in and being put under what, what Paul will say born to a virgin under the law. Mm-hmm. How much more under the law can you be than be destitute financially and not have a place to lay your head, right? Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, now granted I'm not a mother, but like when I think about it even in this day and age, it's kind of like impo- it's it's hard to imagine what it would be like mm-hmm. to last minute be rushed to the hospital, right? and be assisted right. or like those
1: how about just like my, not even rush the hospital? It it so happens like people, in a taxi,
3: elevator. <laughs> yeah, all of this crazy stuff. I have relatives who this no? stuff happened to, and it's just like, oh my goodness! And then you put in the filth and the dirt and the fact that there was no sanitation. This wasn't the twenty first century.
1: Well, even, even 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 wasn't even at home, you know. And so I mean, this is a thing. Yeah, is it's it is so far out of an ideal expectation mm-hmm. that the sun. Of God is coming into the world. It is not idealized. It is mm-hmm. not like a special moment.
3: No, it is
2: actually chaos. We've we've found a way to make it, yeah. idealized in some right. way. Yeah.
0: I mean, in all our like little nativity yeah. scenes, yeah. it's so yeah. nicely painted and peaceful, yeah. and just yeah.
3: sprinkle some dirt on there. Nice
1: soft lights, yeah. and
0: yeah. but it's it's yeah, it's the opposite of of cozy. It is it is chaos.
1: <laughs> it is chaos. But the beautiful thing about it is. God actually is now entering into our chaos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not that we, you know, he's going to come through this, Mm -hmm. which is to the next, go ahead verse.
3: Well, so I was just going to say, it actually brings a nice transition in Mm -hmm. because it starts talking, it leaves Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem and kind of transitions into the shepherds Mm -hmm. who are also in that region. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know we he- have heard this story a lot, but it talks about how they were keeping watch over their flocks by night, and that's when the angel approached them. Yep. Angel of the Lord right. approached them. The
1: angel of the Lord. And so, so they're shepherds. So a couple of different things here with shepherds. David was a shepherd. Mm-hmm. So there's something, shepherds are very ordinary people. Shepherds are, you know, blue collars you get, right? They mm-hmm. don't even have houses that they're living in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are out there and just, um, just barely making it.
2: Okay. The only my uh, I, I, this just reminds me my one of my uncles my great uncles was a not a shepherd but he was he looked after buffalo for yep. a while so he lived in a yurt for yeah. a couple of years so he, <laughs> yeah I mean you have to be out in the elements in South Dakota yeah you have to be out in the elements to take care of this yeah
1: and to, so he's not they don't have any distinguished, they have no distinction in society yeah these are the ones that God sends his messenger to. Mm-hmm. and says, in the midst of your humble, ordinary, vocation, existence, by the way, the great King David came out of your, your work, your vocation, I'm coming to you now and telling you, mm-hmm. in the midst of your chaos, ordinary life, laying there in the field, ah, you're the first one that are going to hear about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So just again, when you're thinking about Christmas Eve, the people that are there, the people that have been just ordinary existence and they just happen to show up, this is the one time of year that they show up? Well, guess what? God has sent now a word for them specifically. This is now your moment to hear about this.
2: And so an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them uh, and they were terrified. terrified. Yep. This is a natural
1: reaction.
3: I feel like that always happens. Yep. The text always says... The glory of God or a bright light, and it's like they were about to poop their pants
1: and the reason the reason <laughs> is because well it's promised in the Old Testament you see God, you die yep. because it is your judgment yes yeah. when you encounter the word of the Lord directly it is your death
2: sentence yep so this is if, I- Isaiah two one to me
1: exactly mm-hmm. and so you're just like this is not like, oh, this is cool. This is like, it's over. Mm-hmm. And the immediate reaction, which is, by the way, the encounter of hearing God's word is, I am a sinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're right away, the immediate reaction is, God must be ready to kill me, wrath of God. So they are terrified. It's a natural reaction to, if you don't know the salvation of God, which is what the angels now going to interrupt. And he starts giving them a sermon. Do not be afraid. So he interrupts this instant reaction of fear and say, no, 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 this isn't your death sentence now. This is actually something different. And
3: Mm -hmm. this is an echo from when the angel appeared to Joseph Mm -hmm. in the text reading what a week or two back. It's the same thing the angel said, Mm -hmm. do not be afraid. Right.
1: And this is is a constant thing. This is when Zechariah is in the temple, and he runs into this. Mary, she's afraid right away. She's disturbed when when she's told by the angel Gabriel. So it's a constant reaction. It's a consistent reaction. The angel Gabriel shows up, and they're like, "Uh uh-oh, problem. And then the first word out of Gabriel's mouth, no, no, this is good news. This isn't the wrath.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It literally is good news. (laughs) The angel says, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people.
1: Mm -hmm. And so the gospel is that... God's favors you, not here to destroy you, Mm -hmm. which is, again, news to us because we actually think God is our judging to destroy us.
3: Well, that's where verse 11 kind of starts bringing in the full gospel then Mm -hmm. yep, by saying to you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger.
1: Right. So I think the, the really the most important piece on that verse is the first two words, to you, mm-hmm. because it personalizes it. It's not to the world or it's not to all of God's favorite people. It's actually you. And Mm -hmm. so this is where the preacher needs to hit this um, really hard in their uh, Christmas Eve sermon. To you, that is everybody sitting in this pew, this message is to you now. Unto you, a Savior was born, Messiah the Lord, for you here this day. It's not going to be God's wrath. Even if you're in the midst of having only swaddling clothes, that is to say rags for your child— in the midst of laying out in a field doing your daily duty and you just, in the midst of chaos because you just had a child in the situation, you brought a new child in the world that seems like it's just, how are we going to survive this, right? To you, Christ is coming.
3: So just real quick, I'm going to be that person. Couldn't someone argue that, could we talk about how this text a lot of times is literal Um, and the Bible is literal couldn't someone argue that in this text, the angel is specifically speaking to the shepherds? How can we prove that the angel of the Lord is speaking in terms of that he was born for each one of us?
1: It was the previous words before he got to the view. I am bringing you good news of great joy for...
3: All the people. There you go. Okay.
1: <laughs> so this is how we can actually say... All people, anybody has ears to hear this, which is why it's really important to anybody sitting in that church that day, that evening, that has ears to hear this. This is specifically for them. That's why they're there, is to hear this. Yeah, that's For you,
0: too, who's listening to this podcast.
1: Exactly. It is for you. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's a sign. Again, what's the sign? It's not going to be a great glory. It's going to be actually Jesus brought into this world, Mm -hmm. into the chaos, into the struggle.
3: Okay, so then the angel leaves,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Well actually and suddenly no. there was with yes. the angel a
1: multitude of heaven the old praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom He favors."
3: And this is where we get a lot of our Christmas music. We get
1: a lot of this. <laughs> Why is this such a big deal? Because they're like, "Look, God is playing favorites, and you're one of them."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How much more would you want to sing? <laughs> I just got picked on God's team.
2: i the dog,
1: you know, and so. But it's also the angel saying, "See how he never lied. It came to pass. He's doing what he said he would do." And this is key. When you get a specific word of promise from God, which the whole Testament was, "He's coming, He's coming," and now God delivers. We all have specific words. People sitting in the pews that evening have a specific word of promise from God, and He's going to deliver on it. Mm-hmm. How much more would you want to sing? God is good. God is great.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So one thing that transitioning, because now in verse 15, the angels had left them and gone mm-hmm. back into heaven. So, and tell me if this is like something that shouldn't I shouldn't be thinking about, but I just find it really interesting here how... So in verse 15, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. Mm -hmm. I just find it really interesting how you have all of these sinful people. And yet somehow, I mean, they're all regular. Like what you said, they're the most ordinary of ordinary people. And yet somehow it all happened. Like if, if it was from our own will or my own way of like, my own sinful nature of someone, especially now when we're told to be skeptical and told Mm -hmm. to question everything. If someone had come or I thought would talk to me and I told someone about it, like an angel came from heaven, people would be like, I mean, not believing me. I wouldn't be believing myself. I wouldn't know what to go do. So the fact that everyone in this, you know, Joseph got words. They just do it. They just hear it and they believe it. Yeah.
1: Okay, now think of it this way, and this is, this is exactly, you're right. When Jesus then later on in the Gospels is walking along the shores of Galilee and he calls his disciples and says, follow me, the Greek word says immediately they dropped everything, follow him. When Lazarus, he tells Lazarus, get up, Lazarus doesn't skeptically think about it and wonder, <laughs> nope, he gets up. Because the word of the Lord said to this to the shepherds, they weren't given an option or choice. There was not a neutral ground here. They're like, wow, God spoke and they they literally jumped to it and like, we're going to go and see this. There's not even a question of, well, was this angel really existing? No. It. You, so when God's word comes so in your face, boom, you aren't sitting there going, I wonder, or will they think I'm crazy or not? Nope. You're like, this is exactly, trust me i 've preached a lot of sermons and spoken to a lot of people about God, and if I thought I, they were going to think I was crazy, I would keep my mouth shut if I was worried about them thinking i 'm crazy i 'd keep my mouth shut yeah. i 'm crazy
3: it's all good and well known yeah exactly and so
1: but you see again, and part of the craziness is keep in mind crazy is outside of the law
2: mm-hmm. yeah exactly
1: it's it 's without it 's outside of the norms, and so yes, this all stuff seems like crazy, and skepticism is going to try to Get rid of crazy, but this is crazy. Make it manageable in some sense. Yeah, Yeah. put it within a box. that we can make it reasonable. So they go out and they're like, when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Again, go back to Mary's situation. Exhausted, had a child, went through pain,
2: Went through a strange thing where um, her husband wasn't, or her fiance wasn't married to her, and she's scandalized, scandalized, and impregnated. Yeah, and and and, (laughs) and, (laughs) yeah, no, exactly, (laughs) impregnated
0: by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and and, and, and you you can
1: imagine how she's walking along, and and whatever the stories are about her, the law is nipping at her heels, Mm -hmm. and the law does this to us, and this is why, again. This has to be preached every Christmas Eve. If you preach it this Christmas Eve, a year from now, everybody who has been, was at that service will have had the law nip at those promises that Mary received from the angel Gabriel herself. And the nipping will be, is it true? Is he favoring you? You're going through these trials. This has been a hard year. Is God for you? And the shepherds have to come and they say, no actually he is for you this is what he said it's going to be this one in this ordinary rags that is the child and so she ponders this. she has to actually be preached to again pondering this in her heart that what gabriel said is true they said it i didn't ask them they just showed up and boom there they're delivering the promise again
2: mm-hmm. and then we finally hear the shepherds return and glorifying and praising god for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them, so they return to their uh, vocation, or they t- return to where they uh, were previously at. Yep. And they um, they continue their 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 praise of God.
1: Yep. And so, which is again, it's part of having been picked as a favorite, and they return glorifying. Um, and so, you know, keep in mind the last words of verse twenty. It wasn't what they saw; it was that they actually had the concrete Christ in their midst and that's what actually brought about wow what the preacher had said was promised was true there was this child in the manger in swaddling clothes god's word is true god does not lie he now says to you this savior is born wow just think about it to me god doesn't lie he said specifically a word of promise to me We can now go back into our ordinary lives and live freely as opposed to thinking, what happens next? God for us. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah.
0: And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Dr. Chris Krogan for teaching us that God uses non-religious people all the time to accomplish his will. That's exactly who the shepherds were in this story, ordinary people outliving their profession. They were the ones whom the angel told, to you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. The angel is bringing good news of great joy for all the people. The news that we have a Messiah who saves us from our sins, is for you. That's the Christmas message. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, the announcement that the Messiah is born is for you. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.